Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for today. We thank you for the good week that we have had. We thank you for all the new things you have taught us. We thank you for all the new things you have done and continue to do in our lives. We thank you, Father, for the journey that you are taking on. We thank you for your light. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace that you do not judge us, that you are not willing that even one of us should perish. Through repentance, we should come back to you and into eternal life. We thank you, Jesus, that this is the whole purpose of your gospel, to restore our relationship with you, to bring us back. You paid the price. You came for us. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for that love that is eternal, that is unchangeable. And the peace and joy, Lord, that you pour into our hearts. Every time we come and commune with you, we share with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and this praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not yet know you, with all those that do not want to know you. We share it also, Lord, with all those that we are lifting up at our altar of prayer and those that have no one to pray for them. And as we offer our faith to stand in that gap, we call on your name. The name of our maker, our creator, the great I am, the one who is ever faithful and the one who always completes every good work that he has started in us. The name of our father. And we pray in the name of his son, our rock, our refuge. He is the author and he is the finisher of every good work that is started in us. He is our foundation. He is the rider on the white horse that leads us in the day of battle. And it is he who holds the key of David. That whatever he opens, no one can shut. And what he shuts, no one can open. We pray in the name of his spirit. The spirit of the living God. The spirit of Jesus. The spirit of truth. The spirit of light and life. The spirit of liberty. The one who heals our backsliding. The one who is given to us that we might be lifted up. The one who is ever willing to convict, but never to condemn. And he keeps putting us in remembrance of his word that says, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of your word and your spirit. We thank you for the gift of prayer that we can combine that word and spirit with our faith. And we can legally authorize you to step into our circumstances and take over to fight our battles. That we then only become the reporter and you fight for us. Just as you fought for the Israelites. We thank you, Father, that no battle is ever too big for you. We thank you that you are always there. Just as Jesus promised, you will never leave us even until the end of time. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of angels, for the gift of destiny helpers. We thank you, Father, for every physical provision that you give us. Food on our table, clothing on our body, roof over our heads, a family to care for us, friends to be with us in our time of need, a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Just as your word says, we thank you, Lord, for all those friends that are there for us when we need them. We thank you, Jesus, 
for your grace upon our life and for every spiritual gift that you pour on us. We thank you that you pour your wisdom as well and you open up our understanding to receive it. That we are able to apply it and we are able to see results. We thank you, Jesus. And as we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak, every prayer we make, as well as every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the precious blood of Jesus. We also put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will for each of these lives, Lord. I call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us, to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks. I command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. And we also herald the power in our spoken word, Lord, as we proclaim your word from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. It says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth this day. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it, when I send it in faith, in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> thank you, Lord, for the power of life on our tongue. And thank you for the discernment to choose life every time we speak or every time we respond to any situation, that we might not react out of anger, out of frustration, using words of curses, but we might speak life. Thank you, Jesus. Yesterday, we started with Daniel 11, verse 32. That says, they are the people that know their God. And that's our reflection. Today, we continue on the second part of it. Yesterday, we touched on or we reflected on God's love, God's goodness, God's strength, God's mercy. And God's benefits for us. So today let's look a little more. At what else do we know? Or what else should we know about him? Psalm 3 verse 3 says, He is a shield around me, my glory, and the one who lifts my head. So he is the lifter up of my head. He is the lifter of men. Job 7 verse 20 says, he is the preserver of men. He lifts, he preserves me. Psalm 91 verse 4 says, Like a mother hen, he protects me under his wings. Who would dare to put their hand under those wings? In Matthew 28 verse 20, Jesus said, I will be with you always. I will never leave you. So now when you know all these things about him, and then you come to Psalm 23 verse 4, a situation of that type where it says, though I walk in the valley of the shadow of death, that kind of a circumstance, the valley of the shadow of death, 
extremely difficult. What is your faith saying? Are you saying, I will not fear any evil, for he is with me? How confident are you of the God that you worship? Of the God that you call on? <clears throat> what are you thinking and feeling in your heart when you praise his name? Especially in such circumstances. All of that depends on what you know about him. How much conviction do you carry about what you know? That no matter what others say, I know the God I serve. I know how much he loves me. Or is it that you worship an unknown God as part of an obligation that is probably done once a week? How well do you know your God? Is that all that you know of Him? Only when you know Him and how His government works, how His kingdom works, and what it means when you then speak, when you come when you say your kingdom come, you come under his kingdom. And then when you speak like the centurion in Matthew chapter 8, where you say, I am a man under authority of God's government. How this God's government will back you and your authority every time you speak on his behalf. When you know that, then you speak in confidence, in faith. In Revelation 22, verse 13, he says, I am Alpha Omega, the beginning to the end, the author and the finisher of our faith and our destiny. Philippians 1, verse 6 says, He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. He will not leave it incomplete, halfway, undone, partly done. So if he started the journey with you, then he will finish it in accordance with the plan that he has for you. The plans to prosper you and to give you an expected end. That's Jeremiah 29 verse 11. When you start joining dots like this, then you know who backs you. And if you have not seen that end yet, then he is not yet finished. But we must remember that he is the finisher. He will not leave it incomplete. So we do not lose our hope. Hebrews 10 verse 23 says about such situations, let us hold unswervingly to that hope. <clears throat> For he who promised is faithful. And so the revelation is, his faithfulness is directed towards me. Even when you start knowing all these different kinds of dimensions, about him and his nature and his ways. Then it starts to become powerful. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now look at how he rewards. Psalm 23 verse 5. Now you've seen just after the person walks through the valley of the shadow of death. That was Psalm 23 4. The very next verse he talks about rewarding. Verse 5. Even before your battle is over, he prepares a table of honor for you, to honor you right before and in the presence of 
your enemies. The battle is still going on. You're not yet done. And he's already started honoring. He pours his anointing on me and I live in overflow and abundance in every area of my life. That's what else Psalm 23.5 says. My cup runs over. I live in abundance in every area of my life. When he anoints. In Psalm 91 verse 15, he says, I will deliver you and honor you just because you called on my name. You can use that as a weapon in your warfare, calling on his name in situations, in challenges, in storms. There is a way in which you can call that he cannot refuse. He must stop and turn his face towards you. We've seen that in one of our earlier reflections this week as well. Our blind Bartimaeus said, Son of David, have mercy. How the Canaanite woman said, even dogs eat the scraps that fall off the table. Son of David, have mercy. And he had to stop. Deuteronomy 28 verses 1 to 14 contain his blessings that are a reward for obedience. And in Psalm 91 verse 16, he says, With long life I will satisfy you and will show you my salvation. Look at the different kinds of rewards. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Hebrews 11 verse 6. And so, I am blessed and I am blessed to be a blessing around, a blessing to everyone around me. That is our reality that we must live in. Why? Because Galatians 3 verse 29 says, I am Abraham's seed. We must remember this at all times. So what does that mean when I'm Abraham's seed? I stand on his blessings <clears throat> and the covenants that God made with him, the promises God gave him. So God's covenants also are for me. I don't know where my journey will take me. But I know that I am in the palm of his hand. And as it is written in Luke 1 verse 37, no word from God shall ever fail and nothing is impossible to him. More importantly, he is unchangeable. So this nature is consistent whether it is for me or for anyone else. He is immutable. He does not have double standards. And the actual the actual revelation of Galatians 3.29, where we are called Abraham's seed for us is, you go back to Genesis 12 verse 3, and then he says, I will bless those that bless you, and I will curse those that curse you. And you stand in that blessing and you say, Lord, you will bless everyone that blesses me, and you will curse all those that stand to curse me. That's a revelation of no evil will I fear, even if I walk in the valley of the shadow of death, whether it is spiritual warfare, whether it is wickedness of any kind, I stand in the blessing of Abraham. So what is the integrity there? Numbers 23 verse 19 says, God is not a human that he should lie, not a human being, not the son of man, that he should change his mind. 
Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? So we see the same thing about his integrity mentioned at various times in different parts all throughout the Bible. Where he said, I have magnified my word above my name. Heaven and earth shall pass, but that word that I have spoken shall not pass, shall not fail. So when you know what those promises to us are, when you know those different dimensions of him, you can call on that dimension, that benefit. How well do you know your God? When you understand his dealings, then that decides the extent of your faith, which in turn decides the nature of your prayer, the intensity of that prayer. And your declarations, then which command results. It comes from what you know about him and his ways. We must contend to be like the one that is mentioned in, or the people that are mentioned in Daniel 11 verse 32, where it says, they or he or she that knows his God. They shall stand strong. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for an opening of our eyes and our hearts to see you in all the light that you give us through your word and through our experience with you, through our relationship with you, to know you more closely, to relate to you and to engage with you in that way in our secret place. Then just as your word says, he who sees all that is done in secret, he rewards in public. And all that we do there is we carry your name, Lord. We thank you, Father. I ask for that edification, that closeness in our relationship with you this day. Draw us in, quicken us, just as your word in Psalm 80 verse 18 says. Unless you quicken us, we can't call on your name. But when you quicken, then everything around us starts to be transformed. I ask for that edification, Lord, in our spirit. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease. All those that are hospitalized will undergo any kind of procedures this day. We pray, Lord, for all families that are embattled, that are facing division and separation. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds, limitations, challenges in their life, all kinds of afflictions, all kinds of addictions, all kinds of compulsions. Every yoke that is of the enemy. We come against it by the blood of Jesus. Under the authority of Great Commission, I declare those yokes broken. I declare every chain of bondage broken by the blood of Jesus. I declare everything and everyone that stands in opposition to your people, Father. Let them be arrested by the power of the Holy Ghost. Let everyone that digs a pit fall into it themselves. Let every altar that stands against this house be broken and crushed, uprooted from their destiny. 
I speak the blood of Jesus over every member of this house, Father. We pray also for our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray against every limitation in our bloodlines. Every generational curse, let it be broken by the blood of Jesus this day. And let them be free. For where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We pray for our own personal needs too, Lord. Father, we thank you that you have heard us. And you always hear us. And as we release our faith and our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other in the Spirit, we believe that we have received, Lord. We believe that this prayer that we make now and release in faith is an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> I encourage all those that can pray in the Spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your faith in your prayer. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Marasa <laughs> 
Prostakeya <laughs> Kunna <laughs> <laughs> 
In the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. Amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Scripture that was put on my heart this morning is from 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man conceived, what God has prepared for those who love him. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We claim it, Lord, in the name of Jesus for each one here. Thank you, Father. you are being blessed by these morning encounters, Brother Savio's powerful daily reflections, our divine mercy and rosary sessions, as well as the Friday Bible study sessions, please share links for Zoom and YouTube with them. Subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't yet subscribed, so you get notifications every time there's a new one launched, a new video launched. And you can also share, the, if you haven't yet joined the Telegram group, you can join our Telegram group, you'll find a link in the description of the video. Join us, pray with us, share your prayer requests, and others will pray with you too. And that the mercy and the grace, the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day, so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us, in the name of Jesus and for his glory. You're blessed to have a wonderful weekend ahead, everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless Thank everyone. You. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. Thank you. God bless everyone. God bless.